0: We are not mad at you. We're mad at the demon lying to you. That's what you got to understand. I'm not mad at you. You are a spirit being that has a soul that lives in the body. I'm mad at your oppressors. I'm mad at the lies that keep people locked up in their brains. And the sword of the spirit judges the thoughts and intents of the heart and separates the soul from the Spirit. It is written Hebrews 4, verse 12. Do you understand the importance of the circumcision of the sword of the Spirit? Notice it's not like the handshake of the Spirit, the hug of the Spirit, the kiss of the Spirit. It's the sword of the Spirit. Every time, the whole Bible, And we want to be nice and gentle to the stuff in our souls that needs to be cut out. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. In the New Testament, the circumcision of the mind is the transformation and the transfiguration of the soul. It can only be cut out with a sword. So all of this niceness, this weakness stuff that you see everywhere in PC watered-down Christianity is just killing, stealing, and destroying from your lives. It's causing the masses to be complacently satisfied. It's causing the masses to be utterly bewitched in confusion. It is hurting them so severely. It causes every sickness and every disease It causes all rebellion in the whole world. All of this settling for complacent satisfaction in a PC, watered-down Christianity that doesn't work. The only thing that works is the river of life, which is the blood of Jesus, the sword of the Spirit, and the Word of God. Amen? And these three are in agreement. It is written in 1 John. The sword is the Word, and then you have the blood and the water. First John, read the Bible. These three are in agreement. Amen? <laughs> on earth. <laughs> this is our salvation on earth. The word, the water, and the blood. Woo! I'm telling you, that is all you need. If you get into the word, and I'm not talking about the written word, although I am talking about the written word. See, it's different. If you have a sin conscience, if you have a religious mindset, this is works. This is slavery. This is a to-do list. This is beat yourself up. My watermelon Bible. Your own efforts get salvation. Yes, self-efforts, strange fire, dead works. It's all witchcraft. Most Christians practice witchcraft because they are Galatians 3.1 bewitched, bewitched it is written this isn't outside the Bible these are all the exact same things the Apostle Paul dealt with in his 10 million people churches throughout Asia Minor it's every common thing we're dealing with in the 50 states of the USA right now in the last 11 years of full time ministry it's all the same stuff it's just lies and the father of lies is a cunning serpent in the garden and he wiggles his way in and gets lodged in a human brain, and the person's cursed. They're cursed with slavery, they're cursed with Egypt, which is religion, they're cursed with Sodom, which is rebellion, they're cursed with drug and alcohol addiction, they're cursed with poverty, they're cursed with sickness and diseases. I deal with these curses every day, all day long, 365, 24-7. It's never-ending until they're drowned in the river of life, and then you're refreshed. There is salvation. But salvation is a drink. Salvation is a river. The book of Revelation says, Come, you who are weary, and drink freely, without cost, without control, without a to-do list. And I tell you the truth, after you drink the river of life, this book is fun. I have so much fun in the Bible. Can I just read to you my favorite verse? I read it yesterday. I'll read it again. There's some things in here I've read Several thousand times. <laughs> I've had the Bible on audio Bible on repeat for 11 years, 24-7, 365. For the last 11 years. In my house, on my bedstand, stand, in, in my ear, on my website. All day, every day, I'm in the Bible. <laughs> 24-7, 365. Literally, for 11 years. I'm telling you, not that many people are that hungry for that much bread, for the Word of God is the bread of heaven. Some people just want a little bit of word. I'm telling you, according to your hunger shall you be filled. What happens if you get so hungry that you need the same exact diet as Jesus Christ of Nazareth? Well, then the sons of God would manifest because they're eating the same things that he ate from his father. That's what we're doing in this generation. We're not different than Jesus. We're filled with Jesus. We are one with Jesus. We are the body of Jesus Christ. The body of Christ. I mean, are you separated from Jesus? The only thing that separates you are lies, delusions, you know, witchcraft. Witchcraft gets lodged right in the mind. That's the Galatians 3one be witchcraft. So they try to finish by doo-doo, voodoo, what was a free gift, a drink of salvation in the beginning. <laughs> So you cut yourself off from grace, you go into dry, arid places, and then it's like, what do I do to get back into my salvation bliss, and my honeymoon bliss? It's not about what you do. It's never been about what you can do. If we could do it, we wouldn't have need the sacrificial lamb. The old covenant would have been perfect because it was all about what you did in the old covenant. And the new covenant, it's about what he did. I mean, this is elementary stuff that The U.S. church doesn't walk in, doesn't talk in, doesn't flow in, doesn't live in. Resurrection life is almost unknown to the church. It's true. And I know some people walk in it more than others. There's some good, there's some bad, and there's some real freaking ugly in American Christianity. But I'm telling you, the answer in the standard is his resurrection life. When you're crucified with Christ, it's not gruesome, it's not gory, it's not painful, it's not awful, it's wonderful, it's pure bliss. Because what happens is the total destruction of your sin nature and the total manifestation of the river of life. The cross has been turned by the Roman Catholic Church into something terrible. Beat yourself up, pick up your cross and follow. It's Jesuit sorcery. Kill yourself, wear a crown of thorns, be cursed, be poor. Be religious. Pay penance. You know? That's called Jesuit sorcery. That's what it means to be a religious warlock. They've been practicing religious warlocky for 1,700 years. That's what Roman Catholicism is. And any time a spiritual Christian would come out of the Roman Catholic Church, most often they'd burn them at the stake as witches. Most often. We want to pick out Teresa of Avila. They tried to burn her at the stake five times before they finally realized, oh my God, she's really just a mystic and a saint and having revelations of God. But they tried to kill her several times before they finally honored her as a saint. It was like that with every single prophet, every single apostle that's ever walked the earth. The real ones, not the fakes, you know. Not the ones with their Facebook saying apostle and prophet, but the real ones that actually suffer in the trenches with the dead and get no credit for it and just get... Heaps of abuse from all the false prophets and the false teachers and everyone that just loves money. That's really what it's about for them. Like Jesus said to the Pharisees, you're only doing this because you love your fancy clothes, you love your fancy buildings, you love your fancy houses. You could care less about the sheep of Israel. I'm the good shepherd, Jesus Christ said, and you are hirelings. And he said, How will you escape certainly going to hell? Matthew chapter 23. I finally got that chapter right. I think I've been saying chapter 26 for 10 years. Matthew chapter 23. (laughs) Because I was listening to it yesterday. And I'm just like, He just has no mercy towards religious demons. Why? Because it kills, steals, and destroys every Christian in the world. These Pharisees that you tolerate in Christian leadership, they're like everywhere. They're like everywhere. And some people have really laid down their lives to serve others, but it's not the majority. It's a very small minority. And I'm telling you, there's nobody more angry at them than our Father in Heaven. He will strike them down because they've killed, stolen from, and destroyed the covenant people that have desired Jesus but couldn't find Him in Babylon the Great in the United States of America in Europe and Africa, and Asia, and Australia. They couldn't find them. Because the Pharisees blocked the way from knowing the Father and turned Christianity into working for the Father. Luke 15, slavery for the Father. So you don't know your Father in Heaven at all. And they're all orphaned and then someone who's not orphaned gets around and they're persecuted because they think they're better than me. Look at you. You've You know, and they're not better than you. They just know who their Father is. It's the Father pouring through me. My Father is better than you. It's not that I'm better than you. I'm just adopted and filled with the spirit of adoption. My Father is better than us. My Father is better than you. My Father is better than me. I mean, Jesus said that. He was the standard of a normal Son of God, the firstborn of all creation of many brothers and sisters that were to come. It is written, Hebrews chapter 1, he's the firstborn of Joel's army. The army of the sons of God, the hewiest mature ones who are fully adopted in full spiritual stature, manifesting his blood sacrifice, the river of life, healing all creation, restoring all creation. Romans 8, all creation, excited, anticipates the revealing of God's sons to be liberated, it's written in Romans 8. It's written, written in Romans 12. Amen? All creation excited. Are you excited for the manifest sons of God? I mean, these people bite at me continuously. I mean, the hostility to- of the dead towards me. Today, I, I just walk up and someone says, Have you brought the dark cloud? And I just look at it. It's like... My God, do I ever get a break from the dead constantly harassing me every day, everywhere I go, getting bit at by demon-possessed dead people that are usually religious? And if they're not religious, they're always political because it's either the seed of Herod or the seed of the Pharisees that ruins the human vessel. Always. Jesus warns you about it. It's either religious seed or political seed that destroys your souls and makes you apartment buildings, slums for demons. And that's why they bite, hiss at me every single day, everywhere I go. I mean, this is not, oh, this happened once. It's every single day. Am I angry? I'm always angry at the demons. And I'm always happy at the Holy Ghost. Amen, you have to be. I'm continuously encouraged in the river of life and continuously infuriated by Satan and his demons working lies in the nations. We've had so many thousands of friends, family members, and people that we once enjoyed sweet fellowship with in the glory of God, in the river of life, destroyed in 11 years of ministry. It's beyond counting. Because the devil just comes in like a snake like the Judaizers in the Apostle Paul's church and turns them all religious or turns them all rebellious. And I can say all because they're all tempted. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. The only one that doesn't go astray is Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So how do you stay the course? How do you stay on Mount Zion? How do you stay in the throne of God in the glory of God in the river of glory? how do you stay consistent day after day after year after year you stay crucified with christ and you stay feasting on his sacrifice his blood which is his wine and his bread which is his flesh his word and you feast every day and you say i don't care what these dead are doing they could all go to spiritual sodom i ain't going if i'm the only one in heavenly jerusalem so be it i could care less I will not back down for any man or woman in the entire world. I will stay in the high place. I will feast on his flesh. I will feast on his blood. I will feast on his bread. I will feast on his wine. I will be more drunk than ever before. Even if my whole nation like Jeremiah goes into exile to Babylon, I will stay in the promised land and inherit the land. Just like Jeremiah, I tell you the truth. And I know I'm not alone, but I'm dealing with thousands and thousands of people that are always going astray the wrong way, doing the wrong thing, making bad decisions, killing themselves. Do you know that's the main thing shepherds deal with with sheep? It's not coyotes. It's not other animals and bears and lions. It's not. The sheep, their biggest problem is themselves. Maggots Flies come and lay eggs in their brains and they end up grinding their skulls against rocks and jumping off cliffs. They go insane because of maggots in their brain, which represent Belial, Lord of the Flies, lies. That is the vast majority of all the people we've ever shepherded and pastored worldwide. They go insane because they allow Belial to lay lies that cause their minds to go insane. And they go weird. I mean... I deal with it every single day. I deal with the severity of being double-minded, unstable, in all your ways. The reality of the religiosity of the insanity of that slavery system of the older prodigal son is every single day. There's nothing sadder and sorrier and more despicable in the world than spiritual Egypt called religion. And it's all religions, most deceptively Christian religion, where this is a list of works instead of bread that grows your spirit. If this isn't bread, when you open your Bible and it's not like you, you don't start salivating like you're feasting, you are in the wrong tree in the garden. Your mind is still in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You must repent and drink the mind of Christ. <laughs> the divine intelligence is the river of life. The Holy Spirit is smarter than everyone else. He's the maker of heaven and earth. His genius is beyond comprehension. He's smarter than every other angel. He's smarter than Lucifer. He's smarter than the fallen angels. He's smarter than Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel. He's smarter than the cherubim and the seraphim. He's smarter than the 24 elders around His throne. The Holy Spirit is the genius. He's the mastermind. You can trust Him with your life. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. It is written in John. You gotta... Become the dependent disciple of the Holy Spirit. And you have to trust the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. I'm telling you, that's why I'm sitting here. Since October of 1999, I've been 100% the best I can every single day to follow the Holy Spirit, I tell you the truth, on the blood of Jesus. Every single day, because He saved me out of total hell and death. And I realize there's nothing else in this world except... This God that I had no idea even existed. I didn't believe in God, didn't believe in Jesus. He believed in us, as it's written, while we were yet in sin, Christ loved us. Amen? While you were yet religious and slaving for Lucifer, thinking Lucifer was Jesus, He loves you. He doesn't want you to work for Him, He wants you to come in the kingdom and feast on Him. Luke 15. The older prodigal son was so much worse off that the Bible doesn't even say he entered the kingdom. It doesn't say he did. I believe it's possible, though. I have dealt with human pride every day of ministry. Religion is pride. I watch the demons squirm around their faces as I manifest the river of Jesus Christ's blood every day. And it's like, will that worm ever die? Will that serpent ever die? ever leave their unrenewed mind. It just crawls around in there, in the dust of their souls. For your faces are the fronts of your souls. And every time you're around a real son of God, you reveal in your faces every single thing that's in your souls. We can see it. Every angel in heaven can see it. God the Father, most importantly, can see it. You're only fooling yourself. The seven eyes of the seven spirits of God... Seven eyes of the seven spirits of God are all seeing. And I'm filled with the glory of God and I'm just so drunk on the Holy Spirit and so excited to be telling you this message. But I'm telling you, all creation that is fallen resists this message because there's fallen angels everywhere. Everywhere in Babylon the Great. These people are blocked right in their minds with demons. So you have to desire Jesus more than demons. And you know, it's so easy to say, oh, I don't want demons. And then watch a person go and serve demons. Watch them serve their human ego and talk about themselves for four hours straight after they listen to Joel's Bar. Watch them immediately go and make food and feed their god their stomach immediately after feasting on the bread of heaven. Because their god is still their stomach. I mean, these people are the biggest hypocrites in the world. And there's grace to forgive your hypocrisy and grace to forgive your religious sin. But you need to recognize you need forgiveness. You need grace. You need His blood. You need to drink His mind. You need His intelligence. You need to get desperate for His wine and for His bread. And until that becomes a daily feast, you will not be healthy in your heart and you will not be healthy in your mind. You'll be a schizophrenic Christian. You'll be a money-serving madman full of madness serving the golden calf in business. Your families will be a mess. Everything will be a mess until you finally have the anchor of Jesus Christ for your soul. I tell you the truth, there's nothing else in this entire universe. That's it. There's nothing else in this world, I tell you the truth, except Christ and Him crucified. The bread and the wine is the eternal table of the Lord. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a daily feast. And until you're consistent in eating and drinking of Jesus Christ's heart and mind so that you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that what He is you become, you trade your humanity for His divinity, and it manifests by grace through your hearts and minds, and it heals you to the uttermost, and it raises you from the dead by simply feasting. Isn't that the best? That's the gospel. That's salvation. That's consistency. And you have to be consistent in order to be a true leader of Joel's army. And that's what the Father wants from almost every single one of you at the sound of my voice. We're dealing with leadership for this great awakening of when one billion people will come into the river of life. John the Baptist and his mighty men were in the river for years before the throngs came out to be baptized. And they were drawn by the anointing of the seven spirits of God that was on the Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And they came out to prepare their hearts to receive the Holy Spirit from Jesus, the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit and fire. I tell you the truth, the sons of God, the huyest mature ones, who are filled with the spirit of adoption, are preparing the way now worldwide for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And everyone that rejects the sons of God, just like rejecting John the Baptist, rejects the real person of God. Everyone that wasn't baptized by John in Israel rejected the Messiah. You can study that out for yourself. But I tell you the truth, everyone who rejects the mature sons of God, and it's not just me, I'm just the leader of the sons of God on earth. It's not just me, there will be thousands of sons of God. It's a man child company, says the Lord there will be thousands and eventually millions of mature Christians that are filled with the spirit of adoption, filled with the golden menorah, the golden oil, the seven spirits of God through all their seven interior mansions of the soul castle which Jesus Christ has saved. That's how valuable, valuable every single one of you is. Your souls are capable of fitting the fullness of of the living God inside every single one of you individually. That's true. You're not just a speck of stardust flying through the universe. You're a mansion of God the Father on earth called a temple of the Holy Spirit. Now corporately, we're the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. Amen? Corporately, we're the temple of the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. And I'm speaking this thing right into Satan. That's why there's resistance as I decree a thing that's being established. I'm looking the devil in the face and changing civilization. Speaking the truth of the third heaven into the earth through all the second heaven stars of sorcery and bringing heaven to earth, the third heaven light, removing all starlight of the second heavens, all the bewitchment of the entire world, the sins of the world, the sorceries of the world, be washed into the lake of fire by the Red Sea of the third heaven, of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's how omnipotent Jesus Christ crucified is. We just needed some curious mature ones to rise in the spirit of their mind and sit on the throne of David in the high place over the universe and bring heaven to earth, which means learning how to love the most unlovable religious Christians of all time perfectly. All the hypocrites, all the self-righteous, all the drug addicts and alcoholics, they're easy to love but they're still really nasty when they're full of spiritual Sodom. Spiritual Sodom is a horrific, nasty, disgusting place. It's a part of hell. It's a city in hell. It's called Sodom. Egypt is a part of hell too. Spiritual Egypt, spiritual Sodom are two different realms of hell on earth that has buried almost every human being in the world. You're either rebellious or religious. It's called the knowledge of good religion and the knowledge of evil rebellion. So if you're in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil which is human flesh, the kingdom of Satan and his angels, you're either in Egypt, knowledge of good or Sodom, knowledge of evil. But both of them are hell and earth. So you just remove that whole tree of the knowledge of good and evil and you get into the tree of life by grace which is the Holy Spirit tree the olive tree of Israel with unlimited olive oil budding through this tree of spiritual Israel of heavenly Jerusalem so we can save natural Jerusalem from all the enemies of Jesus Christ in this generation, and we will. He's coming back to a victorious, overcoming bride that's equally yoked to him with spiritual abilities, I tell you the truth. Amen? Glory. If you need a school, check out redlettermen.com. 183 MP3s, a foundation, 2016 Glory School. It's just important that you guys understand strong meat for the mature and training in righteousness and the ruling and reigning realm of the third heaven coming through the second heavens on earth as it is in the third heaven is our reality with no second heavens sorcery witchcraft mixture whatsoever. Amen. Then we'll have a spirit of a sound mind, and then we'll rule and reign with him a thousand years, exactly as God the Father has destined us to do. If you'd like to support us, donate at redletterman.com. We could use your support. Discipled 14 million people touched in August this month. Isn't that cool? Yay, Jesus. 14 million this month. That's with the Vice documentary, because the donations have been one-tenth of what they were in June and July, but God said No. Even though people won't support us, I'm still gonna hit 15 million. We hit 15 million in July, 15 million in June, doing $500 a day of Facebook evangelism. It's just wild stuff. So we're like up to 45 million people touched with this ministry worldwide in the last four months. It's huge stuff. So if you want to increase this work, touch more people, donate at redletterman.com, and be blessed. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory.